Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of Creator Spotlight Season 2 from The Interface. Creator Spotlight is our series where we talk to creators about what they make and do and how they got started. Today I'm joined by Ariella Nissenblatt from Squadcast. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Did I get the pronunciation correct? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's good. <laughs> I was a little bit worried. So. <laughs> so just for some introduction, so you work for Squadcast on the uh, sort of the content team, is that right? Sort of promoting people's promoted like the the marketing i guess content and community so i am in touch with community members like you and other folks who have opted in to be in our slack channel or who chat with us on social media or in our facebook groups and i figure out what they like about the product i figure out what could be improved and then i figure out how we can highlight them so are there case studies that we can run to show to show off the customers or maybe it's a really great way to um to just like share that we are interested in your growth as a creator. So yeah, so I do that. So that's sort of community and content. And then we also have a podcast that I produce, a YouTube channel that we that I produce. <laughs> and then we also have um, a blog. And then sometimes we do events. Sometimes we go to events. So anything in between. It's a startup, you know, so I do a lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so how long, how long have you been at Scorecast? Almost three years. Wow. Okay. I know. Fair enough. I've only been podcasting for a year. So I started... This podcast this time last year, and then since wow. since then I've started two other ones as well. Wow, um, I know it, it. It becomes a thing. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. gotta have multiple now. <laughs> uh, it's really good. It's it's uh it's great. I didn't really know what I was doing to start with, so my good friend James gave me a hand with what to get and how to do it. Also, uh, he's he's been doing podcasting for a little while, so it's um it's good to it's really it's good it's good. You meet a lot of people, and it's um yeah it's a yeah your setup looks legit. <laughs> Yeah, I've got some. Actually, I haven't got all my lights on. One sec. That one's not going to work, is it? There we go. That's better. Ooh. Don't know if that's too bright. No, but no, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> got some uh, Elgato key lights. They're really, they're oh, quite nice. handy. So awesome. So you said you mentioned you um, produce a podcast. What's that podcast called? Is that a Squadcast production or is it your own thing? Or I produce a few podcasts. The Squadcast podcast is called the Squadcast podcast. For a while, it was called <laughs> Between Two Mics. And it was Zach and Rock, the co-founders of Squadcast, interviewing other people in the podcast space or chatting with each other about updates to Squadcast or, you know, what was going on in the podcast world, sort of pontificating. Uh, We did that for, they did that for about three years. Um, I produced that show when I came to Squadcast, so starting in 2020. And then about a year and a half ago, we we started playing around. We started experimenting with the format. So we did a bunch of episodes where we highlighted other Squadcasters. We interviewed Squadcasters specifically. Um, We did a few community episodes where we talked to the Squadcasters about their podcasts. And we kind of strung those together Mm -hmm. in we broke uh, a few episodes up into business related podcasts and um, some were going to be like society and culture podcasts and some were relationships and mental health. And we sort of grouped squadcasters together and then did some narration between each little interview that we did with them. So those were really a a good, a few great episodes where we just played around with what it means to have a branded podcast from squadcast. Um, And lately for the past six months or so, we've been, featuring squadcast recorded podcasts on our feed so the feed is entirely squadcast recorded podcasts so Uh each episode starts off like 
Welcome to the show. My name's Arielle. I'm a squadcaster. I've been squadcasting for X amount of time. In a minute, you're going to hear an episode of my show because on the Squadcast podcast, Squadcast likes to show off the podcasts that are recorded on their platform. In the episode you're about to hear, it's about X, Y, and Z. Let's get started. So then we just play that episode. So people can submit their podcast episodes at squadcast.fm slash share. And so we're just constantly, we're using our feed to show off other people. That's awesome. Yeah, because there's, yeah. there's so many there's so many shows out there so it just you, it's hard to know what to f- listen to uh, i mean there's been a, like a, a explosion in i think during lockdown and stuff there's a lot of podcasts started during that time there's definitely a lot of stuff to find so it's it's good that you're totally. sort of promoting promoting other people's work definitely yeah it's hard for creators to get discovered so if we can help we try <laughs> yeah i appreciate it it's good um so we're just going to talk about what squadcast is a little bit because uh, it's it's that's i've only used that that's all i've used cool um how'd you find us really useful um i had some problems with recording a few of my episodes last year where i lost some of the local recordings so i could just fall mm. back on the the cloud recording um and that was mainly to do with a browser issue so i know using mm. now using chrome <laughs> for, how did you find squadcast in the first place uh through my through my previous co-host of charging status james um nice so he, he re- i was looking oh james we love james yes yes yeah, love that definitely yes yeah, sorry uh so in, introduction into it a little bit um so it's basically so people are not sure what it is it's a way of reliably recording video podcasts and audio podcasts um remotely so what we're doing now you're over in the us i'm in the uk so we're getting the timing right on it can be a bit tricky um and especially with audio drift it's the fact that there's local files being recorded i remember listening to some podcasts ages ago there's a one I used to love about Apple stuff, and I remember they would talk about how they started. They would clap to time it to time yeah. everything, um, mm-hmm. thinking, "Oh, it must be a pain to si- line up." And the first episode of this I edited last year was like, "Oh, that was actually quite easy to do." <laughs> <laughs> I just dragged the files in, cut out all the yeah. ums and weird noises and stuff, and that was it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Squadcast is awesome. I've I've been using it for four and a half years, so way before I worked at Squadcast. Uh-huh. Um, I used it for a podcast of my own and it just makes it really easy because all you have to do is send a link to the person that you're interviewing or the people that you're interviewing up to 10 people in a session yeah. and you just press record. And when you're finished, you have files for each person and then you can do with those files what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the creator spotlight is a video and audio podcast. So it's, I, I personally like quite like watching people talk on video uh, more than anything else. And then I've got, so the interface does charging status and uh, UI chat, which is a very specific niche networking podcast. But they're both audio because um, it would be too much work, I think. So Yeah, yeah. Video definitely can be a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also when you cut video, you get jumps and weird things. So audio is a bit easier to sort of True. deal with uh, in that sense. Yeah. So. yeah, you can sort of more seamlessly go from one point to another without throwing your consumers off. Yeah, definitely. You did. You mentioned you do some YouTube channel work as well. What's is that for the Squadcast company directly? Is it or? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Squadcast has a YouTube channel, Squadcast.fm or <laughs> Squadcast.fm, and we post videos all about anything audio slash podcast related. But it's also a little bit more broader than that. It's a little bit more broad than that. We uh, we also focus on just the creator economy in general and how your podcast might fit into your overall 
media goals. So we have a bunch of videos specifically about Squadcast, how to best use Squadcast, you know, new features, things like that. But then we also have videos on which conferences you should attend if you're a digital creator or and how to how to make those decisions financially, uh, what's going to be most worth it for you. We also have videos on how to promote your podcast. We have videos on mic placement and interviewing techniques, anything in between. And we're open to ideas as well. Awesome. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes for that. So it's a really useful resource. Um, for that, for those videos, do you... You have to forgive me i haven't watched too many of them yeah uh, but do you do you because you mentioned squadcast as a startup so how many people are involved in making the videos is it just you or is it a few people no thankfully it's <laughs> not just me <laughs> i write the scripts and um i then share those scripts with the person who does our who is the actor her name is maribel quezada smith okay. and she is great and really photogenic and really ready for the camera <laughs> and has this great presence and yeah so we we give her the scripts and then she records in a professional studio and then does the post-production and then i do some edits on the post-production but um she takes it from there mostly and then i'm in charge of uh, maintaining the youtube channel so i do the uploads i do the captions i do the um transcriptions yep. i do the show notes and things like that um but yeah so i write the scripts and then i pass it to the rest of my team to look over to make sure everything looks and sounds good and then we go to production yeah i always always ask about the production behind video because i spoke to quite a few people that they're they just do youtube that's all they do and it's interesting to find out there well there's some people that have a whole team with them and there's some people that just do everything themselves and it's just i right. find it really interesting to find out what people are doing in that sense it's um you never no one ever talks about the behind the scenes stuff with videos it's it's always quite interesting it can be a lot yeah it's definitely time consuming oh yeah and expensive yeah i agreed yeah definitely yeah awesome um we're going to talk about what makes a good podcast because it's we're sort of going to talk about podcasts on a podcast which is quite funny <laughs> trust me i do it every day yeah i'm sure <laughs> um what do you think what do you think is sort of the secret source if there is one for like a good a good podcast that someone could make it's very broad. Uh, yeah, it depends what your goals are. It depends who your potential listeners are. Uh, it depends what they're interested in. I think the first question to ask yourself as a creator is, what is my goal for making the show? You know, is it to make tons of money in which case i would recommend not doing this i mean you might eventually make money but it's not it's definitely not the reason to start oh, yeah. a podcast Agreed. um but also i i think when you're starting out i think it's important to come up with at least three reasons you're making your podcast that are not money or downloads related because that'll make sure that you keep at it so maybe you like to have a podcast because it allows you to practice your public speaking skills maybe you like to have a podcast because it allows you to speak with people in your industry that you wouldn't get to speak to otherwise maybe it allows you to just have a just say that you're a podcaster which is great for you because maybe you work in technology and it's great to have this as a proof of concept right so i would come up with a bunch of different goals a bunch of different reasons for why you're making a show other than just making a show like yeah. i just wanted to make a show um so i think when you're thinking about what what's the secret sauce for a podcast i mean this applies to a lot of the shows that i listen to but i think being transparent with your audience is important so if your show is a show that that purports to teach people then you should let people know what they're going to learn and then maybe recap for them what they've just learned 
And obviously it doesn't need to be like, hi, I'm going to teach you exactly what you're about to learn. And then at the end, you don't have to be like, here's what you learned. But kind of recapping (laughs) in a way that's a little bit more natural sounding, I think, is important because there's just so many options out there. You mentioned this before. There's so many podcasts. How do we find the ones that are worth our time? Mm -hmm. And one way to not be worth somebody's time is to promise them something and not deliver upon that promise. So if you are really interested in being somebody's favorite podcast or one of their favorite podcasts, I think it's important to set expectations and then make sure that you are following those expectations or helping people get to the next stage of why they came there. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think as you mentioned, you get to talk to people that you necessarily couldn't talk to before. I didn't really think right. of that when I started this show, but there's a lot of people that I've, yeah, there's a lot of people that I thought I'll never get, to, I'll never really speak to them otherwise. And it's in, right. really interesting to speak to people for an hour or hour or however long and just ask them what, like, especially for creators and things, ask them what's their whole process like. It's very, very interesting. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, there, I have more secret sauce if you're interested. So <laughs> I think, yeah, so I think um, setting expectations and then following up on those expectations is really important. But I also think... Um, you know, making sure that you're building marketing into every aspect of your show is important as well. So a lot of people focus on the content and then wonder why their show is not being picked up or, Mm. you know, that they're only getting 50 downloads per episode. It's because they're not spending any time on marketing and marketing doesn't necessarily mean going on social media and posting that there's a new episode out now and here's the guest and here's, you know, what we talked about, but it's more than that. Social media is great. It's not going to be the biggest driver of downloads, but, you know, coming up with, collaborations with other shows that are similar to your show getting in front of that audience so that you can talk about your show so maybe you become a guest on a show Um, but thinking about which media outlets might be interested in covering your show maybe you have a guest on who is from New York like me and maybe you then reach out to the alumni institutions that I'm a part of and you say hey I had Ariel on as a guest would you be interested in featuring her story she's an alum of your school you know thinking of Anything that you can do that might get your show in front of potential new audiences that might listen. And then maybe they came for me initially to listen to me on your show, but then they like you as an interviewer so much that they want to stick around for the rest. So I think secret sauce to having a successful show is number one, setting expectations. Number two, making sure that you are actually paying attention to marketing as well as content. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. I was going to move to podcasting advice, but we sort of. When I first started, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Just, I'm going to talk about the process of doing it. So, um, when I yeah, when I first started doing podcasting, I wasn't really sure the nuts and bolts behind it all. It seemed a bit tricky. I made quite a few mistakes. So my first mistake was using um, SoundCloud to host it, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I realised that the older episodes were getting deleted. So I moved mm. to Castos, which is probably one of the yeah it's probably the best hosting platform for for podcasts i think um and we talked about making money off podcasts they've just started doing monetization as well for ad- adverts so that's another section which is really hard to so i've very much a like a yeah it's like a smoke screen you don't really understand mm. what's behind it and how to make mm-hmm. it work and they've they look like they've made it easy to easy to use which is oh, really that's good great. so yeah i think um not every podcast needs to be monetized no, that's true. Or, or should be monetized at every level. You know, if yep. you have a show that's only getting 10 downloads per episode, 
it's probably not going to be worth it for you or for a potential advertiser to run ads on there because you might just alienate the 10 listeners that you have. Yep. But it's good to get in the practice of finding advertisers and making deals and running ads on your show and getting your listeners used to ad breaks. Yeah. So I think I think that's a good move. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you mentioned sort of doing transcripts for shows. How do you what's the what's the way that what's the method that you use for that? Do you use anything automatically? I or? I use a software called Trint, T R I N T. You upload your file and it does a pass through using AI and then I usually go through and make changes because it's not always going to pick up names perfectly. Right. Um, or, you know, some words are just not going to be understood perfectly. So I go through and I make sure that it's good. And then um, some podcast listening apps will display a transcript if you use an SRT file. But for the most part, the way most people are using transcripts is they are, you know, um, making the transcripts available on a web page and then linking to that web page in their show notes. Okay. Did you think, I can't, not that I have. I've never used transcripts myself. Are they more of a? Are they more of a. What sort of use case do they have? Accessibility is number one. Right. Okay. So yeah. for people who don't necessarily, um, who can't hear or are not in the right. mood okay. to consume by way of uh, listening. Right. Um, people who are hard of hearing, deaf. Um, but yeah, so accessibility is a really great thing. Um, and then if you need another reason, um, it's great. It's a great way to beef up your website because you can add pages to your website and those pages will be filled with keywords that are associated with your podcast. So that's great. Um, it also allows you to edit pretty easily. So if you, um, if you are making cuts in your discussion, Mm. um, if you, so after this, say you, um, finish this interview with me. Then you upload the raw audio file to Trint or to um, Capshow or to any of the places that do transcripts. You would um, you would know exactly what we were talking about. And if you knew that you wanted to cut something, like say you made a joke and you hated that joke and there was a specific word in that joke, and you knew that that was the only time that we said that word throughout this com- this conversation, you could control F for that word and then you could delete, right? Uh, and then you could also yeah. in your audio file get rid of that. So. That's a really great way to... Um, I never th- thought about that. That's another reason. Yeah. 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 It's, it's great for editing. Oh, definitely. So then what you would do is once the once your initial editing is finished and you're ready to go to post-production, um, or when you're ready to go to your final product, you would then run the the audio file through a transcript uh, a transcription service again so that you would have the actual file that you're going to upload. So you have your ed- your file that you're using for editing, and then you have your final file that is used for consumption. Yeah, I never thought about that because when you, if you think you've mentioned something, you're not overly sure at what point it was. Right. That's yeah, that's a really good tip actually. For right, like I mean, we've said the word podcast a million times here <laughs> in this. So if you control F on this transcript for podcast, it would probably come up fifty to seventy-five times. I'd be curious, <laughs> but like, say I made a joke that was just like offensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about let, like let's say French people. I don't know. <laughs> um, and and you were like Ariel, we're not going to keep that in there. Then you could control F for French people and then cut that out. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a really good tip. It's like, um, yeah, I never really, never really thought that before. Last thing we're going to get onto is the, I think, I think some people aren't. What do you think about the the trend at the moment with with podcasts, where it's moving away from the openness it used to be, or still is really? Was so podcasts are going private, not private as in, yeah, you know what I mean, like like mm-hmm. Spotify taking some of the podcasts and making them only one well, platform fun news it looks like that is reversing as we speak huh. i think it was just announced today that 
Harry and Meghan's company is no longer going to be making podcasts with Spotify. They were they were initially exclusively with Spotify. Okay. Joe Rogan is still, of course, with Spotify. He has an amazing deal. Yep. But so many of the shows that were once exclusively with Spotify are pulling out. Hmm. Spotify is also laying off tons of people. A lot of media companies are laying off tons of people. It's a sad time in media this week, hmm. especially for newsrooms. Um, but back to your initial question, um, what do I think about the trend? I think uh, we're actually moving away from it for the most part. That's, I think people are good. understanding yeah. that in order to reach the widest possible audience, it just makes sense to be available everywhere. Yeah. And I understand that Apple Podcasts, for example, wants to unlock subscriptions so that you could potentially ask for your ask your listeners to pay, you know, two ninety nine a month, maybe up to ten ninety nine a month for exclusive content. Uh, but that still doesn't make the show completely exclusive. You could still listen to it elsewhere yeah. and then just opt in for extra content on specific platforms. Yep. Um, I think that it just makes sense to have your show available everywhere. Yeah. Unless for some reason you are being paid a ton of money to have it available exclusively. Yeah. And that would mean that you have a really big audience that would be willing to follow you to that place exclusively. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few shows that was a few people that I've seen on Twitter. I think it was last year time. They had they had they announced they had a podcast anyway beforehand, and they said, "Oh, we're moving to Spotify." By the, by the way, a lot of the comments were filled with, "Why we're not gonna like it's not worth it just to come?" If you know what I mean, like I've seen quite a lot yeah. of that, and I just I wouldn't. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. sadly, I there are a bunch of shows that went exclusive to Spotify that when they did, as much as I love them, like Heavyweight, for example, is a really great uh, show from that is now exclusively on Spotify. Love that show, but I don't listen regularly. When I remember to, yeah, I go to Spotify and I listen to it because that's where it's available, but I often don't remember to. So, And I cannot imagine that I'm the only person who mm. has been slacking on my heavyweight listening. Yeah, sure. That probably happens a lot. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I didn't hear that that was the sort of trend was changing. Do you think there's not enough money being made from, from, from that? Or? I'm pretty sure that was something that was proven to be true when, when Spotify did their layoffs earlier this year. Yeah. Um, it was that the bet that they made in order, the bet that they made on podcasts going exclusive just didn't seem to pay off like they'd hoped. They cut, Spotify cut a lot of their, um, so they had a Spotify studio for, I believe, mm -hmm. and they pretty much cut all, that whole studio and they were making podcasts exclusively for Spotify and they got rid of those shows um, and the people who make those shows right. because they just weren't turning a profit. And, yeah. you know, it, it could be a number of factors. It could be that they maybe they didn't have an ad sales team that was um, aggressive enough. But, you know, more likely there are people listening to podcasts everywhere. And yes, of course, there are hundreds of thousands, millions of people listening to podcasts on Spotify. But your show is going to reach more people if it's available on Spotify and Stitcher and CastBox and pocket casts and overcast and uh, you know <laughs> million million other places yeah yeah definitely it's interesting i think i think possibly i'm not i think not too sure it works but i think i think podcasts that are premium on spotify i think you get them with with the same amount of money you spend on music so i think that probably didn't mm. and they're already struggling for profit with the music side so i'd imagine it probably didn't work out work out too well oh well, it's mm. interesting definitely yeah yeah i mean who's to say <laughs> i'm i'm willing to um I think that it is possible that that ex exclusivity could work for some shows. It does work for some shows. If you have enough of an audience base that loves you and will do whatever you want and follow you to the ends of the earth, you're fine. But I think on a large scale, it is hard for that to be the case. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, 
who are casual listeners just use Apple Podcasts, which that's, that's what I use. That's all I use. So I think I think if you're not in there, they're not people. Some a lot of people just aren't going to find you, which is right. Yeah, makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, you mentioned the subscriptions in Apple Apple Podcasts. So not this show, but the other two shows I do, uh, they both have ad-free versions on Apple Podcasts, which at the moment, uh, not too sure how it's working because I haven't had it for that long, but uh, it seems like a good option if people don't want adverts on there. So it's good. Um, thank you for joining me, Ariel, on the Creator Spotlight podcast. It's been good to chat to you about Squadcast and also tips for making podcasts. It's been very insightful to learn about what you can do to improve your improve your show. Uh, where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you make and do? You can send me an email, ariel at earbuds.audio, or my website is arielnissenblatt.com. Awesome. Links will be in the show notes, as usual. Uh, you can find more information about the interface at theinterface.uk. Uh, I've also got got three podcasts now so there's something for everyone uh it's a it's a basic addiction of mine i'll probably end up doing a fourth (laughs) one at some point (laughs) um thank you for listening and we'll see you again next time thanks for having me